A hiker nearly died after bringing home a venomous snake to show his children. The Catholic Church is warning parishioners about the fake priests. And it's totally normal to see baby puffins thrown off cliffs in Iceland each year. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the universe. I'm Jonesy, the host of Weird AF News, and you are delightful. A hiker has been hospitalized after bringing home a venomous snake to show his kids. Hey guys, we got some show and tell today. Look what daddy brought home from his hike. Ooh, a venomous cobra. Put out your hand. (laughs) Are we dealing with a serious moron here? A man from New South Wales is recovering from his near-death experience after picking up what he thought was a non-venomous snake. He found the snake during a hike and thought he'd bring it home to show his children. He thought it was a diamond python. The snake bit the man which wasn't an issue until his hand swelled up and he started vomiting and screaming, I think I'm going to die. I think I'm going to die. This prompted an emergency visit to the hospital. This all took place in Australia. You, you have to know that probably three out of five of the snakes in Australia are venomous. The most dangerous snakes and wildlife in the world seems to be in Australia. You can't take wildlife home and show them to your kids. I think the most amazing and mind-boggling aspect of this story is that someone chose to procreate with this man. <laughs> I mean, what? We need to get this lady's head checked as well. Okay, back to your story. Medical staff at the hospital reached out to a snake expert named Ray McGibbon. He also catches snakes. They asked Ray to identify the species. Ray informed the staff that the serpent was actually a venomous broad-headed snake, a species that looks similar to the non-venomous diamond python. So it does look similar to a non-venomous snake, but all venomous snakes look similar to non-venomous snakes. They all look the same, these damn snakes. You can't just look at a snake and just off the bat know, unless you're Ray McGibbon, the snake expert. He's quoted as saying, they did find traces of venom in the hiker's system. After six hours, they sent him home to recover. During that time, I collected the snake from his residence, got the location where they found the snake, and returned it back to its habitat Saturday morning. All in a day's work. I'm Ray McGibbon. I like snakes. Now, after our snake expert, Ray McGibbon, hiked back to the original spot to return the snake where the man was bitten, he realized how lucky the hiker was to even make it all the way back home before reacting to the venom. Broad-headed snakes inject neurotoxins into the bloodstream when they bite, which can lead to incapacitation and even death. Uh, Now, the victim told Ray McGibbon that he was He was pretty cool with Ray sharing his story for educational purposes, and hopefully it will keep others from making the same mistake that he made on that day of his hike. Here's a quote from Ray. If you see a snake or any reptile in the wild, admire it in its own habitat. Take photos or a video, but please do not try and capture it or take it home. This is a learning curve for everyone. Now, as far as the father goes, I'm not saying he deserved it, but he deserved it. Uh, That last sentence was me, not Ray. I don't want to misquote Ray McGibbon. But I think we need to also take a moment before I exit this segment to realize what a a pretty good uh, Australian accent that was in this one. I mean, it's up or down with those accents with me. Oh, I just wanted to say this one other thing. Um, 
I don't think you should allow this man to leave the house by himself for a while. I mean, he seems to bring home things to show the kids that uh, aren't really appropriate. <laughs> I mean, what next? Hey, kids, look at this. I found a Florida man. Right, he was naked at the bus stop. Right, yeah, you want to talk to him? No, wait, you could. You, you want to touch him? Wait, watch out, watch out, hey. Right? These Florida men, you never know what they're going to do, all right? They bite your ear off, all right? think he's on the bath salts, all right? All right, all right, all right bath salts. The Roman Catholic Church warns, watch out for fake priests. Well, wait till you hear about what the real priests are up to. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. You should be scared of real priests and fake priests. A Roman Catholic diocese in California is warning members about imposters pretending to be priests, even pretending to be bishops. Wow, how do they catch these fake priests? Were they paying taxes or something? They're paying taxes. These aren't real clergymen. <laughs> Maybe some family turned him in. He was completely normal and then in like not creepy around my family. That's when I knew he, he was a fake priest. Now the Catholic Church is taking this very seriously because these fake priests are doing horrible things such as performing illegitimate baptisms, illegitimate communions, and other sacraments. Now, as you probably know, if you get baptized by a fake priest, it does not count. If you receive communion from a fake priest, it doesn't count. It's not really the body and blood of Christ unless a real priest tells you that it is. The fantasies aren't real unless it's a real priest talking about them. Then then the guy in the sky becomes very much real. <laughs> the Diocese of Stockton, California sent out a serious warning over the weekend to other churches in California to be on the lookout for, quote, individuals pretending to be Spanish-speaking Catholic bishops and priests. They are charging exorbitant fees for celebrating the sacraments and teaching classes and issuing certificates. And on top of it, they're not even pedophiles. I mean, <laughs> come on, right? <laughs> this isn't a real priest. <laughs> oh, man. All right. In the press release, the diocese says these imposters have been using the names of real priests in Mexico, exploiting identities of such famous Mexican priests as Father Jose Aiden Gonzalez Estrada and the famous Bishop Raul Gomez Gonzalez. You guys know these guys, right? Now, according to the report, when the imposters, a.k.a. the fake priests and bishops, have been challenged, the diocese claims they resort to intimidation tactics against anyone questioning their identity or authority, often threatening legal action for defamation. Although these threats lack substance, the diocese says they alerted law enforcement in Modesto, California, about this serious issue, but there is no active investigation at this time because only individuals who have personally fallen victim to the imposters can file such complaints. So, uh, the diocese encourages parishioners to contact the police if they think they've been a victim to a scam, and they've also offered advice about standard practices. They say, quote, with few exceptions, Catholic sacraments are typically administered within Catholic churches. Celebrations of baptism, confirmation, and first communion in outdoor locations such as parks are not aligned with established Catholic practices. So therefore, um, if you're attending a baptism and it's at a water park, it's probably not a real priest. And if you're attending a first communion at a Chuck E. Cheese, Probably not a real priest. If you happen to see a priest conducting confirmation while wearing Crocs, probably not a real priest. And 
if following a baptism, the priest says, you baptized, bitch. Probably not a real priest. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yay! It's totally normal to see people throwing puffins off cliffs in Iceland. Watching thousands of baby puffins being tossed off a cliff is perfectly normal for the people of Iceland's Westman Islands. This yearly tradition is what is known as puffling season, and the practice is a crucial life-saving endeavor for these birds. The chicks of Atlantic puffins, also known as pufflings, hatch in burrows on high sea cliffs. When they're ready to fledge, they fly from their colony and spend several years at sea until they return to land to breed. Pufflings have historically found the ocean by following the light of the moon. But now, with modern technology and cities, sometimes the city lights will lead the birds astray. Some lady named Kiana found out about puffling season while visiting Vestmanager. 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 Banks. How do you say this? Um... It's off the south coast of Iceland, whatever this place is. Kiana was leaving a restaurant after dinner and noticed some strange behavior from children and adults carrying flashlights in boxes. She said, People were just running around the streets, into corners and sidewalks, frantically chasing things. Eventually, someone offered an explanation to her. These people were on what's called puffling patrol. Many residents of spend a few weeks in August and September collecting wayward lost pufflings that have crashed into town after mistaking human lights for the actual moon. Releasing the fledglings over the cliffs the following day sets them on their correct path. This human tradition has become vital to the survival of the beautiful puffins. And you too can participate in puffling season. The hardest step for most people that would like to participate in puffling season will be traveling to the place where the seabirds breed. The Westman Islands currently have the largest puffin colony, so its puffling season is quite popular, but the younglings need help wherever the birds breed in the North Atlantic. The exact timing changes every year as well, based on factors such as food supply. With fish as the main food source for puffins, the chicks take longer to grow when ocean temperatures negatively impact the population of herring. That means they must leave the nest later in the season. This year, most fledglings were found in mid to late September. Once there, you can search for pufflings starting around 9 p.m. until as late as 3 a.m. You can hunt for the pufflings, it says, by foot, bike, car, or even boat. They advise you to look for places where there are the most lights, such as harbors, golf courses, hospitals, schools, gas stations, or construction sites. Some birds even end up in harbors where boat oil in the water can weigh them down and cause them to drown, sadly. So they do need help. You should bring a flashlight to find the puffins. Uh, They may be confused and trying to hide from potential predators. Uh, they, They recommend using gloves to pick up the birds, which protect the handler from 
avian flu, and the and it protects the animal from the oil or chemicals from the human skin. They should be placed one bird to a box with some grass inside to help prevent feces from getting on them. Puffing patrollers collect data each year for scientific purposes. People are encouraged to log the weight of each of your puffin on a website as well, so you can participate in science. You're probably wondering, how do you get them off the cliff? Do you just chuck them? Do you throw them off the cliff like a Randy Johnson fastball or a Joe Montana football? There are some techniques for releasing the seabirds at the beautiful Puffin and Shoreview Cliffs the following day. The gentlest way is to place them on the ground and wait for them to fly off the cliff when they're ready to do so themselves. This sounds like a wonderful thing to do if I'm ever retired and at the same time wealthy enough to travel to Iceland. I would love to let the puffins go off the cliff, help nature get along onto its path. You should also know that if you're a drunk tourist in Iceland, the local police will pick you up and throw you off a cliff as well, just, you know, to put you on your path. (laughs) If you want it, here it is, come and get it, but you better hurry cause it's going fast. You better hurry cause it's going fast. You want that weird news? Come and get it cause it's going fast. Um, it's actually every day. The weird news is every day, so it's not going anywhere. Tomorrow's Friday, by the way, guys. You know, it's your favorite day of the week, Friday. If you're new to Weird AF News, just to give you a heads up, on Friday, I only do weird news from the state of Florida. So please, send me those weird Florida stories from this week. You can do so at funnyjones at gmail.com. You can also send them to me on Instagram in my DMs at funnyjones as well. So... I'd appreciate any of your assistance. Hopefully we can have the best Florida Friday episode that we can possibly create tomorrow. So don't hesitate to send me those stories. And I appreciate all of your assistance. I appreciate your attention. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your support. I just appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Those of you who have called the show, I'm going to publish some phone calls after this. You can call as well. 646-450-2012. That's the phone number. If you would like to support the show, you can join the Patreon or buy Jonesy a coffee by going to my website, weirdafnews.com. Yeah. Or download the Patreon app on your smartphone. Do a search for Weird AF News. That's pretty easy. Or go to patreon.com slash weirdafnews to help the cause. All right. All right, we're going to get to some phone calls. I appreciate you very, very much, and we'll see you tomorrow for Florida Friday. And good luck with your life, man. God, your accent for the the Bobby that was pulling over the gimp or exciting the gimp or checking. Maybe it was from Monty Python. I don't know. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Thank you for doing that. Cheered up my morning. Hey, Jonesy, this here Skeeter calling from Jacksonville, Florida, the largest city in these here contagious 48 United States of America. And I got to thinking about what Smokey said on last week's uh, call-ins about uh, that lady, I guess her name was Karen, who called in and said she didn't think your listeners were funny. Well, that just pissed me off, Jonesy, because I think your listeners are very funny. And I got so mad. Well, you know, I have to go out every day in the backyard and feed my animals in my menage a You know, I got alligators and I got iguanas. And, you know, the thing I do to relax is just hop in the 
the backyard above Gam Pool with my mantisy and just swim around with him. And, you know, Jonesy, that mantisy, he's, you know, he's kind of like that Pablo Escobar, his, uh, his, uh, uh, his hippopotamus that he had down there in that Columbia medicine cartel. And I don't understand why those people don't want to get rid of those hippopotamuses because, you know, you really get attached to them. They're just kind of a really friendly creature. And, uh, you know, these mantises, they're just kind of like a cross between a hippopotamus and a walrus. But uh, anyway, I, I, di- uh, I digest. Anyway, I, I just was getting ticked off about what that Karen said about your listeners not being funny. And Jonesy, you know, you said you were kind of like getting tired of doing the podcast because the way of the world was just so crazy and you just about had it and you were going to like give up the closet forever. And if you're still serious about that, Jonesy, I told you before, I'm really, really ready and willing to take over the podcast and I'll just host it right here from Florida because we got all the crazy people down here and, and you do Florida Fridays and I'll just continue doing the podcast from down here. I said I'd ready to take it over and just send the contract and I'll just Keep on doing it right here from from Jacksonville, Florida. And Jonesy, you know, the thing I would do is I, I would do the call-ins not just once a week like you do. I'd do them three times a week because I think the callers are just one of the best things about the show. I mean, people call in and they say funny stuff and they do funny things and some people do voices and they do characters and all kinds of crazy stuff when they call in. And I think that lady, that Karen lady who called in, she said the thing that she does is just turn off the show when the calls come in. And I think that's the best thing that she should do is just turn it off. And you even suggested that on yesterday's show. You just said, just turn off the show if you don't like it. Just quit call, quit listening, just turn it off. So I think that's the best. That, what? No, I'm talking to your cousin, Becky. I know you think she's a whore. No, I'm talking about Jonesy, about me taking over the show. Hi, Jonesy. It's Connie from Cedartown, Georgia. And I was calling about your Halloween episode and saying that all the candy should be eaten at one time. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's like those people have never been trick-or-treating before, how much candy you get. It's just insane. And my, my favorite Halloween candy is, well, let's see, there's Twix, Milky Way, and York Peppermint Patties. And nobody ever gives out York Peppermint Patties, and that's just so wrong because they're so good. But that, that's really my top one, I guess, but... I do like the Twix and Milky Way, too. But um, and about the Georgia restaurant, the, um, finding the parents, I've been to that restaurant before because I love going up to the North Georgia mountains. And they have, the, they have that posted on the door. It's on their website, and it's printed on the menus. So... Really, if he does, if the owner does say, say something, they shouldn't be surprised because it's printed and stated in three different places in the restaurant. So, and I've met the man before, and he's a really nice guy. So, and they, and it's pet friendly. So, if you have a 
service animal or you've been out hiking with your dog, they're okay with that. So it's not, it's a nice restaurant, but it's not, you know, like the Michelin star rated or like that. But um, people have their wedding receptions there. And so it's, it's, they're pretty laid back. So really, if he did say something to the parents, they really had to be bothering people. So, um, you know, I, I, I agree with what you said, and then I agreed with what the lady said that called in, you know, if the, parent, if the kids have autism or something like that. But, um, so, eh, it's like a fine line there. I mean, it really is. But, um, so he wouldn't just say something to be saying that he would have to really be upset because another patron of the restaurant said something to him. That that was my take from it. But um, anyway, oh, and for Halloween, I was Dorothy from Wizard of Oz, even down to the ruby slippers. Yay! <laughs>